1: Hey guys, today we are talking about one of my favorite topics. I could pause right there and you might not know what I'm going to say next because there are a lot of things that I love talking about, but I really love talking about reinforcement and I also really love talking about staff training. So today we're going to combine both topics and talk about how to teach your team about reinforcement. A few episodes ago back on episode 41, I talked about how reinforcement goes wrong And to me, this is a continuation of that conversation. In episode 41, we really defined what reinforcement is and what it isn't. And once you really know what reinforcement is and you know how to utilize it effectively, you're not done yet. Your next step is to get your team on board. You're never truly an expert in anything until you know how to teach it to other people. So that's what we're going to talk about is how can we get our paraprofessionals, clinicians we work on, other staff in the school to understand and utilize reinforcement in a way that is actually effective. Reinforcement is absolutely the cornerstone of an effective and successful classroom. You need it everywhere. You need it for your academics. You need it for your problem behaviors. You need it for your independent skills. You need it for social skills. It's why we do what we do. So let's kind of do a little quick, super fast review. Reinforcement is anything that comes after a behavior that increases the chances of that behavior happening again in the future. So if I'm out with some friends and I say a funny joke and everyone laughs, oh, guess what? You better believe I'm saying that funny joke again because that laughter of my friends is reinforcing. I like it when people think I'm funny. So yeah, I'm gonna use that joke again. And unfortunately, my husband might have to hear that joke five or six times because I don't have that many funny jokes in my repertoire. But let's say I said what I thought was a funny joke and it didn't land and no one laughed and people looked at me weirdly. Well, I didn't get any reinforcement from saying that joke. So I'm not saying that joke again. So whether it's our social skills or our academics or our independent skills within the classroom, everything comes back To reinforcement. We need to ensure that the behaviors we want to see more of are consistently followed by reinforcement. Reinforcement on the surface seems real simple. Like, oh yeah, I got this. No problem. I'll just like laugh or give tokens or tickets or praise, whatever. But it's sometimes the simplest things that are the hardest to master. Because if you tweak something just a little, or there's a little misstep under here, or a little lapse in understanding in one component, the whole system doesn't work. And I see this happening with teams a lot, is we don't really take the time to explain the basics, because it seems so obvious. Like, of course, everyone knows what reinforcement is. But do they? And if it's something that's so fundamentally important, something that affects Every single area of our day and our kids' success, we better make sure 100% that our teams understand this concept in the way we want them to because a lack of understanding is now going to affect every area of our day, right? So we want to kind of have a little check-in with ourselves, reflect on our team, and think about where we could improve their understanding and the way they utilize reinforcement. And to me, honestly, every team can always use this. Even if it's, um, you know, a teacher with paraprofessionals who have been working together for years, the paraprofessionals have tons of training, everyone is you know, has great experience and a great repertoire of skills, even then we can be fine-tuning and leveling up. There's always room for improvement. And because this is such an important topic, we always want to be looking for where we can level up. So let's first talk about some of the struggles your team might be having when it comes to reinforcement. The first big one is the biggie, understanding really what reinforcement is. Reinforcement is not a token system. Reinforcement is not praise. Reinforcement is not the iPad. It can be all of those things if utilized the right way, but not necessarily. So there's two kind of big misconceptions about reinforcement that happen under this kind of umbrella of not understanding what reinforcement is and isn't. The first big one is the difference between bribery and reinforcement. And in episode 41, I talk a lot about that. Basically, the big difference between a bribe and a reinforcement is when the reinforcer comes. If I give you the iPad and say, hey, if I give you I'm gonna give you this iPad and you better be really good during this period or during this bus ride or during this, you know, time period, I'm giving it before I see the desired behavior. I didn't see him being real good yet. I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping it works. That's a bribe. Reinforcement comes after the behavior. I could say, hey, you know, if you're really good for this bus ride or this time period or, you know, this lunch break where we don't have staff for you right now, if I see all these great behaviors when you're done and I see those good behaviors, then you get iPad. Seems so small and maybe even insignificant, but it's huge. It literally makes or breaks reinforcement. When you give it ahead of time, it's bribery. When you give it after you see the desired behavior, that's reinforcement. So, that's one thing you really want to catch and talk about with your staff because bribery is a slippery slope. Because sometimes in the moment, bribes work, especially when the bribe is in hopes of stopping a problem behavior. And when we see a problem behavior, all we as the teacher, the paraprofessional, the clinician, the parent, all we want is for the problem behavior to stop, right? Not because like, oh, we just don't wanna deal with it. It's because we we don't want our kid to be in a meltdown mode or be unsafe. We want them to be happy. We want them to be engaged in a task. So when we see a child engaging in problem behavior and we're like, hey, you know, if you stop this meltdown, we can go for a walk. Or if you stop, you know, screaming, you can have the iPad. When we engage in that response, because we just want the problem behavior to be done, it's a bribe, but it might work in the moment. Johnny might pop up from the meltdown and say, yeah, I want to go for a walk. Johnny might stop screaming and take the iPad. It works in the moment, but it's not going to result in long-term change. Because if you think about it objectively, what have we really taught the child? Hey, if you scream, you get the iPad. Hey, if you have a meltdown, you can go for a walk. That's not going to cause that long-lasting change that we want for our kids. So you want to be really starting to identify where staff are misunderstanding that that's not reinforcement and that's actually causing a bigger problem in the long run and causing more work for yourself, a bigger hill to climb for that child. And we really want to catch that.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?
1: The other misunderstanding when it comes to reinforcement is what things are quote-unquote reinforcers because not every kid likes the iPad. Not every kid likes praise. I love praise. Like I could function mostly on praise alone because I'm a people pleaser and when people tell me good job, I'm all like, oh yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. But for a lot of people, they don't care. Like you could tell me good job. It doesn't matter. It's like that book, The Five Love Languages. That, has anyone read that book? It talks about, you know, different ways that you and a partner, a significant other, show and receive love. And the whole concept of that book is that how you are showing your love or affection to your partner might not be their preferred reinforcement. So I might like, you know, words of affirmation. And I like, I want people to tell me great things, but that might not be how my husband shows love. So, we're kind of go- going big picture here on the idea, but let's talk about our kids for a minute. Not every kid likes the iPad. Not every kid wants food. Not every kid wants time with friends. They don't care. They want certain things as a reinforcer. So, you want to look at the types of things that your kids are asking for, that your kids are getting after a desired behavior, that are on your kids' choice boards, and ensure that those things are actually reinforcers. Because even if it's on their choice board and they pick it every single day and we're like, oh, yeah, he loves computer. Every day he picks computer from his choice board. Computers might not be a reinforcer. That might just be Johnny's routine that on his choice board he sees computer and he picks computer and that's what he does every day. But that might not be a reinforcer. He might need new options. So you really want to work with staff on not assuming praise is a reinforcer for every kid, not assuming good grades is a reinforcer, and really identifying what things are a reinforcer for each individual child, and then making sure those things follow our desired behaviors. Okay, so that's the big one I see is not understanding, you know, the components of reinforcement. But there are a few other areas that I see teams struggle a lot. Even if you have a great understanding of what reinforcers are for each child and how to utilize reinforcement the right way, is there enough reinforcement in your day? This is hard. This is something that's hard for me because I get distracted on my goals for a session or for a group or a period or the school day that we forget to give enough reinforcement, especially when we think our kids, quote unquote, don't need it. But we're working proactively and this is an antecedent intervention that's going to prevent problem behavior. So we don't want to, you know, forget about reinforcement too much and let those problem behaviors creep back up. Another area that I see staff struggle with too is leaning too much on negative reactions, negative responses, things that are punishment-based. We're redirecting kids. We're over-prompting. We're telling them what not to do. We're giving too much verbal language and reminding and nagging and um, lecturing all that good stuff. We're leaning too much on that. We might know what reinforcement is, but that's not our go-to. We kind of get stuck in this reactive mode where we're just like react, 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 put out fire, put out fire, put out fire. We're not working ahead to prevent those fires. So I see teams struggle with that as well. So what are some things to look for within your team? Because your paraprofessionals are very unlikely to come up to you and be like, you know what? I think we could use a little more training on reinforcement. Or your students are very unlikely to tell you on Monday morning, hey, I'm not getting enough reinforcement right now, and I'm real tempted to engage in my problem behaviors, so could we up the ante over on reinforcement here? No, that's not going to happen. So how does this kind of quote-unquote problem of not being on the right track with reinforcement, how does that look? What are some red flags you should look for? Some things you should be looking for is one, are you just not seeing as many positive, desired expectations and behaviors with your students than you'd like to see. You're not seeing your students be as independent as you'd like, have as many social skills, initiate tasks, things like that. If you're just not seeing enough of the good stuff, that might be a clue that you need to up the ante on reinforcement. If you're seeing a lot of problem behaviors, that's a huge clue that you need to up the ante on reinforcement. If you see your staff Really leaning heavy on the talking. I get this email a lot. Like, my staff talks so much to the kids. Well, let's fine-tune how we're clarifying expectations and reinforcement to our learners and how they're receiving reinforcement. Sometimes that, like, excessive talking from a team comes from the repeated prompts, the nags, the don't do that, if you do that, then this, like, all the extra So if you're seeing some of these kind of red flags that I've mentioned, that's going to be a really good indicator that you and your team together need to work on reinforcement. So the million-dollar question, how do we teach our teams about reinforcement, right? I better be answering that question. That's the name of the episode. I like to always rely on evidence-based strategies. Obviously, I'm a behavior analyst. I like the data, but really- Just for me, I like the data because it lets me know that I'm going in the right direction. I'm not just picking something random that I hope might work. I'm rooting my decisions in data because things are hard in the job of a special educator. So I want data to back up my choices, whether that's for my own sanity and my own mental state, knowing that I'm making the right choice. But also when it comes to defending my actions with admin and parents and staff, like, I want to explain why I'm doing something is because of the evidence behind it. So off my evidence data soapbox. But so what I want to rely on when explaining and teaching my team something is behavior skills training because behavior skills training is an evidence-based approach that basically teaches someone to do what you do. And behavior skills training to me, I love it because it's a checklist. It's four things I got to do. And I got to do those four things until it works. I don't have to remember some like acronym or all these steps or what do I do with this or a flowchart. Nope. It's four things. The four things are explain, model, rehearse, feedback, and then wash, rinse, repeat. You do that until your team or whoever you're teaching something to is doing it just like you right? So it's kind of like beautifully simple. I love it. So let's talk about what this looks like for teaching about reinforcement. So the first step is explain. And I think with foundational concepts like reinforcement or all behavior is communication and functions of behavior or schedules, these like basic fundamental concepts and strategies in our classrooms, we almost forget about training them because if you've had staff for many years, you think, oh, they for sure know. If you've had staff that have maybe been in the field longer than you and you're younger, you think, oh my gosh, that would be so insulting. So you're kind of hesitant to talk about the basics, but the basics always needs a refresher. So we want to make sure to hit, you gotta in behavior skills training, you gotta hit every step too. So the first step is explain, and it's really important for these fundamental concepts because it gives you the opportunity for the refresher. Like, What is reinforcement and what isn't reinforcement? So you want to find the time to sit down with your team and talk about what is and what isn't reinforcement and use examples from your day. Like, hey, you know, yesterday when Johnny was having a meltdown and it was in the hallway and the principal, yep, super well-intentioned. We all love him. He's the best. But he came over and he took Johnny to his office and gave him an ice cream cone because he thought that was the right thing to do. And we were all like, "Ugh, why'd you do that? That wasn't reinforcement. That was a bribe. He was hoping that bringing him to his office and giving him ice cream cone would stop the behavior, which it did, but it's going to cause us a bigger problem in the future. So you want to kind of talk through examples from your own students. And I know what you're thinking here is, oh my God, when am I going to do that? I don't have time to train my staff. I know, guys, no one has time to train your staff. You've got to make time to train your staff especially for something that is so important and affects all areas of your day. So go back to episodes number one and three of my podcast on staff training because those are still kind of my core episodes on how to find that time for staff training and really how to fit that in in a, in a positive way. But in general, my advice for finding that staff training time is It's the nooks and crannies of your day. It's finding 10 minutes here, five minutes here, 15 minutes here to sit down. You don't have to do all your team at once. You can do one at a time. You know, hey, these kids are all working. Let's me and you sit in the back of the class and let's talk about reinforcement. And you might feel weird about that, but get over it. It, This is really important to talk about and get your team on the same page for.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app.
1: So, that first step is going to be explain. And I like to do that with examples. I like to do that with really user friendly language. You can even just jot down a few notes so you can kind of prepare yourself ahead of time on what to say. Re listen to episode 41 and take a few notes so you know how to explain these things in a way that's going to be really relatable for your team. The next step is model. So, let them know, like, hey, I utilize a ton of reinforcement today at Morning Circle. I know you have kids to watch, but I want you to really focus on how I'm using the token board or today at lunch, I want you to notice how I utilize praise with these three kids or how I use a first then board or how I use um, a star chart. So point out the times in your day when you utilize reinforcement and prompt your staff to, to watch you like, hey, I know you've got responsibilities, but pause for a minute and just watch what I'm doing because you want them to really focus and observe on what you're doing and that can get you know, very distracting in the middle of a school day because they have responsibilities. But let them know that that's okay. Like, hey, you know what? If during circle today, if you want to, you know, have the other pair professional work with your child, or if you want to bow out from it, just just watch what I'm doing because I want you to just focus on watching me utilize reinforcement. So that's number two is model. The third step is rehearse. So this is the paraprofessional or team member that you're training is going to implement reinforcement, and you are going to watch them. You as the teacher, and you want to let them know that you're doing this. This isn't a secret surprise, like you know, spontaneous observation. This is just like, hey, you know, when we're you know, when we're fine tuning this process and getting all on the same page, I, I'm going to watch when you're doing it, and, and I'll let you know you know, if, if you're doing it the right way. So when they're implementing a star chart or a token economy or giving praise or working one-on-one or in small groups with students, watch them and take notes because we're busy and we're distracted and you might not be able to give them feedback right away. You might have to wait till lunchtime or the end of the day. You don't want to forget. So Schedule that in your day because this is that step-by-step process. You need to hit every bullet in here and you want to make sure that the rehearsal piece happens. The fourth piece is feedback. You want to give positive and constructive feedback. You want to catch the little missteps right away. Last week when we were talking to Sarah, that was one of the big things she talked about with creating a great leader is you want to catch the little things before they snowball into a bigger problem. And I so, so agree. So when there are those little missteps in reinforcement of, you know, providing so much extra praise for a student that praise isn't really a reinforcer yet, or, you know, utilizing quote unquote reinforcement as a bribe, things like that, catch that and let them know. And for the feedback piece, my, you know, personal opinion here is I really like to ask team members their preferred way to receive feedback. So I let them know. When we do, number one, explain, I'm going to say, hey, you know, I want you to watch me. I'm going to watch you. Then I'm going to give you feedback. And then I ask them, how do you prefer to receive feedback? Do you want me to do it right in the moment and let you know if something was done incorrectly? Or do you want me to wait till later and pull you aside? Because that's really people's personal preference. And I want to give feedback in a way that someone is the most open to receiving it. And if you give feedback in a way that rubs someone the wrong way, They're not listening to your feedback because they're just pissed at you. So some people don't like receiving feedback right in the moment. Cool. I'll give it to you later. Some people are like, oh, no, tell me right away. So you want to give that kind of error correction statement if needed and then tons of praise. And this might feel silly because you're like, oh, my God, they're just using a token board or just using praise. Like, why do I have to praise them for that? Because, you guys, we're talking about reinforcement. We want to reinforce our staff's behavior. This is getting like real like matrixy, right? We're reinforcing the reinforcement. Yep, we are. So we want to make sure to give lots of praise, appreciative statements, all that good stuff when your team is utilizing reinforcement the right way. Okay, so action items for you guys. I want you to think about your team right now and where you guys can improve your reinforcement. Then I want you to think about that behavior skills training. Explain, model, rehearse feedback. I want you to right now... I mean, if you're driving, don't do it right now. Do it when you park. I want you to schedule a time to do step one. Explain with each of your team members. When can you find five or 10 minutes to sit down and talk about reinforcement? Like, hey, guys, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about reinforcement. And they might be like, why? That's weird. And you are like, I don't know. Sasha told me to. We're just going to do it. Blame me. I'm happy to take the blame. And then I want you to follow up with those next three steps of behavior skills training. And I want you to have this be the goal of these next few weeks to really fine-tune the way your team is utilizing reinforcement. The results that I expect you to see are your students engaging in more positive behaviors, your students being more independent, your students increasing their social skills. So if you're on board for all those results... You should be on board with this. If you love talking about reinforcement and all this good stuff and all these behavior ideas, I want you to head over to the autismhelper.com slash 10 wins. It's one zero wins. I talk about reinforcement as one of my 10 wins, but I have nine other ones that are all very similar and in line with these ideas. And these might be great next steps for you to do with some of your staff training as well. Have a great day. Did you know that two out of three teachers turn to Teachers Pay Teachers for educational resources? As a seller on TPT, this makes me so excited. I love seeing educators turn to other educators for support in their classrooms. There are so many great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And this could be made even better if we could involve school budgets in this process. Enter TPT for Schools. TPT for Schools makes it easy for administrators and teachers to collaborate when making curricular decisions. TPT helps you set up a way of using school funds for these resources. This is a new program and there's already over 5,000 schools registered. In the special ed world, this is even more important because we don't have that many resources and the resources that are provided for us might not be so appropriate for our class. To learn more about TPT for Schools, visit schools.teacherspayteachers.com. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.